This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every goddamn Sunday of quarantine, you get an entire another episode of says who because we are geniuses. Patreon.com slash says who. Hey, everybody. Look, books. Books. They are actually the answer that you need. If you're reading, you're somewhere else, you're safe, you can pick up a book and be anywhere you choose. There are no limits, man, no limits. A book you might like, truly devious, or not, get a different book. There's so many books. If you are a person who has Kindle Unlimited, and I'm not saying that you are, but if you are, you could read Truly Devious for free on there right now, or from the library, or anywhere you want, man. Read anything you like. Books. And you also might like things. And we have Says Who Podcast Things for you at merch, that is M-E-R-C-H, dot com. Things like a Do More, Doom Less mug. It is my favorite mug. I use it every day. You could be like me. Is that a goal right now? Nah, it seems like sort of a threat. So go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com to avoid that fate. Maureen, I put together so many notes. I hope you are ready. We have like an episode and a half to cover in a short amount of time. So I hope you're rested. I hope you're ready. You've been up in the woods. You're ready to go. Let's do this. Hey, Dan. Oh, hey. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you psyched? Are you are you are you ready to go? Sure. Sure. Hey, you sound it. you sound yeah. sort of chill, to be honest hey, with you. Dan. Hmm? You know, I'm, I'm looking out. It's I'm not outside on the back deck, but the dog is out there and uh, I'm inside. I'm on a big oversized beanbag, kind of leaning sideways in the barn. Uh-huh. Swam in a pond a little bit ago and mm-hmm. um, looked nice. out over the looked over the rocks and Crocs? listened to the sound of a waterfall down. And do you ever just wow. listen to water and just I don't. Listen no. to what it's saying no. to you as not it really. burbles over the rocks Mm-mm. and No, not so much. And you just put your foot in mm. the cool water and you're like, it's wow, cold. everything mm. is complete. Really? The circuit is complete. Mm. It's just, uh, what is ready, Dan? What does ready mean? What is, I we're mean, always ready, Dan. We um, always, we're ready to live the life we're leading right now. You don't have to, not, you don't have to change really anything about for. yourself. You have to uh-huh. just bring yourself as you are. Okay. You're perfect Great. as you are. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sounds. It's go time, a, Maureen. It's go time. Look at a spider. Think, mm. wow. Okay. You ready? Wow. It's time. Spider. Welcome. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's, you know, a coping strategy to oh, help boy. you with your feelings. And oh, my word. Process things. Mm. Just it's a safe, 
gentle space that you can. Gonna need you back, Maureen. Relax. I'm, uh, well, they call me Maureen Johnson, but what I really am is a creature of the universe, uh, being water, earth, both. And I'm Dan Sinker. Flesh, but also spirit and air. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dan. Hey, Maureen. How? So it's going well in the woods, I take it. Dan, I'm up Mm. here in the woods of Massachusetts by a waterfall and a pond. Sounds good. Earlier today, I bought our food from, uh, there's an online hippie, there's a hippie store near here with a restaurant, and you order and pay online, and then they'll they'll just leave your food out back. (laughs) So you can just drive up and take your food. So great. You're living the life. My dog, she got to roll in the dirt yesterday. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we smell grass and fresh air and water. Pond is so sounds, cool and refreshing. Sounds marvelous. And you're, uh, you're totally alone out there and you drift out. I took a big floating alligator and I drifted out on the lake on my floating alligator. <laughs> Just drifted out, man. And you went from you went from pond to lake in one shot there. Well, they call it a pond, but it's really they say it's a pond. It's pretty big. It's a lake. Lake pond. But you know, it's it's what's nice is that everybody can come and swim there and it's big enough that there's room for everybody. Uh nothing it's never too crowded. So there's many entrance points so people kind of just dip in, swim out, and you're out there entirely by yourself. Nice. That sounds great. It is, and it's cool in the water, Dan. Yeah. Sounds great. How are you? How's oh, fine. Dan? Fine. It's just basically the same thing here. But how's Dan sinker deep down? Let's go uh, sink into the fine. sinker. It's fine. I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. I'm yeah. good, Maureen. I'm good. Everything's fine. No, it's wonderful. Is it? Is Nothing it? better. Nothing better than late July of 2020. Who would want to not do that? Maybe, you know, Dan, what you need is to dip your toe in some mm-hmm. cool water. Yeah, there's a lot of people around all the water where I am. Is it cool? Probably. Is it clean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Lake Michigan, so clean's a relative term there. Hey, Dan. When it rains a lot... Uh, Milwaukee lets their sewage into the lake and then everyone gets sewage. So, you know, there's that, but it hasn't really rained a lot. So it's relatively clean. The first night we were here, it has, we had a huge thunderstorm. We heard the rain hit the roof. The power went out. There was no way to check the news. We just sat here in the dark listening to the rain. Sounds great. Hey, Dan. Boy. You can just do this whole episode, huh? This is how I real feel. This is how I feel, Dan. I I hear you. It's good. It's good. Yeah. We've had a lot of DMs this week, and it sounds wonderful. We have Pretty had much a lot every of DM. DMs, I say to yeah. you, just stay. Mm. Just stay. I say. I will say this: that you're staying. No, that <sighs> I I pass through a some sort of psychological portal by coming here. Uh-huh. We kind of drove screaming out of New York. I didn't stop the whole way. Not even to pee in the woods. Just, I did stop once. I pulled into you a just parking space. just peed in space. the car. Yeah, just peed all over the car. 
I stopped to, to adjust the phone direction thing, but I didn't get out of the car. I just kind of rejacked it back into the car. And I pulled right back out on the road and just kept driving. And I was all tight and tense. I was like, ah, driving out of the city. We got up here and it was fresh air. And we stepped outside because it's, you know, pulled next to the house. We didn't have to put on a mask because we were nowhere. We're just in the woods next to a house and next to a barn in the middle of the night. And it was fresh and cool. And it was like the last four months had not happened. Like it had been a dream. Like we came here and we're like, what's happening? And the emotional uh, and psychological release was so great that the whole first night, apparently I kept waking Oscar up. First, by I was screaming. Oh, God. Oh, no. And then I was just talking. And so I was talking oh, no. and screaming in my sleep all night. I had every anxiety dream I think I've ever had back to back. And oh, then I woke word. up. Like my whole psyche unloaded. And then I woke up different like i just woke up and i was like i just feel like it was like it was you had some sort of treatment when you were sleeping and then you woke up and you're like oh i just got all that taken care of like i, like, I just slept through eight hours of therapy it's like you were a giant super tent like taut rubber band and it just twanged out in your sleep a whole bunch of it poured out in the middle of the night i don't i'm not i do not wake i do not sleep scream man as a rule that is wild and he had, it kept happening. He kept having to wake me up and go, you're screaming. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's so it horrible. turns out when you spend four That's months really in, a pan- in a pandemic city where 25,000 people died, and then you come to the woods and you step outside for the first time and breathe some fresh air, it turns out you're, it's like you've broken a glass in your head, like you've broken the emergency glass. Perfect. Now you've been there Wild. a week. And now yeah. you're just going to stay. I mean, it's going to be tough going back. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It's, um, you just step outside here. You feel the grass under your feet. You jump in the cold pond. You walk. They have wood wooded paths here, Dan, that wow. run near a burbling brook that are just absolutely velvety silent. Uh, it's goddamn wonderful. That sounds nice. I'm going to go back to the hot, stinky, angry city. Yeah. So hot. So nice. It was almost 100 degrees the day I walked to get that car. I know somebody that um, got stuck in Florida right as New York went bad. She and her family were down there for spring break. And then they were like, maybe we're just going to stay down here. And... uh, I DM'd her at the time and was basically like, you're just going to stay down there forever, aren't you? And she was like, no, no, we got to get back to our place. And then at some point, like her Instagram feed updated and they were back at their place. And then two weeks later, they had bought a house in Florida. (laughs) That's going to be you. There was another couple up here that are friends with the mutual friends we're staying with. And just as the pandemic hit, they had put their apartment on the market and put all of their things in storage and then the pandemic hit so they were sitting in an apartment with no furniture oh wow going what do we do (laughs) and so they left the city and came up here because they their apartment was empty (laughs) empty and they also have a tiny child who she's five so they have a five-year-old and no furniture 
and they're in the middle of a pandemic. So they came up here and they stayed in this barn that we were in and they were just going to do it for a little while. And then they were like, fuck it. And they rented a house and they just stayed. They're still here. That's you. That's going to be you. I'm excited for you. People are trying to encourage us to stay up here. People Um, like me. People like me. This town, which is Amherst, Massachusetts, um, emptied out by about 50% when it started because all the schools were let out. And it's a, it's got UMass and everything here. So basically the town emptied, except for the full-time residents. And they also locked down hard because they followed all of the Boston restrictions, even though what was happening in right. Boston wasn't happening here. So they emptied out and they locked down, which means that incidents in this area are are very low, and I think the current case count in the town is two. Yeah, Massachusetts is hardcore. Massachusetts has been very good. I know one of the one of the scientists that they consulted for their their plan, and she is a uh, she is no joke. And they actually listened to her, which is exciting. It's exciting when people listen to scientists, Maureen. I I went given, to, but I like. I it. went to the grocery store here for the first time in four months. And I felt pretty good about it. You like into you know? one? I went inside. Yeah. Wow. I haven't been in one. And it was 100% mask compliance, a limited number of people allowed. Obviously, it's a big suburban store, so it's well spaced. Yeah. So everybody was far apart. Uh, they had, they're like, right there, ma'am, clean carts are that way. And they pointed me where they, so the, as each cart is used, it's then decontaminated. So they have a de- they have ones that are need to be clean and then the clean area so you can, you know. It, it just felt very well maintained. Yeah. So you know, I felt like I could I could walk around with my mask on, pick up some food. You know, they had a plexiglass covering all the cashiers and each time that somebody goes through the cashier line, they pause, they wipe everything down and they start again. So, you know, it's felt pretty good. They're on it. They're on it. Well, Maureen, I feel like we should just wrap this episode because I don't want to bring right. you down. What? Has anything been going this on? This has been Says Who. Hey, everybody. Stay chill. Stay relaxed. Remember that you're a creature that is both flesh, but also spirit and air and water. And, the thing that uh, I appreciate is chill Maureen is almost indistinguishable voice-wise from Thicky Checks. Hey, everybody. It's me, Thicky Checks. <laughs> My all dinosaur orchestra. Moon Knight Salada played for 36 hours. Here we go. One, two, three. Ah. Got dinosaur orchestra, Dan. I know. Got a whole one. Is he a dinosaur? No. A Sesuvian did a little drawing of Thicky Checks. It was slightly nightmarish. And then I realized that I think they drew them as a dinosaur. And I realized I have no mental picture of Thicky Checks whatsoever. He is a, a man, he is three inches tall, and he wears a brightly oh. checked suit, and he has slicked back hair that's parted in the middle. Well. Yeah. You've thought He's it very through. very small. He's very small. But, uh, but mannish. Sure. Small, but mannish. He sort of looks like a little 1930s or 40s man. Okay. Yeah, he has sure. an orchestra. Right. Yeah. That's all dinosaurs. It's all dinosaurs. Naturally. Can you Naturally. imagine someone that small conducting an all dinosaur orchestra? That's tough. Must have a, a very tall little thing that he stands at. What's what's it uh, called the, if you conduct an orchestra? What's that? Podium? 
Yeah, there you go. I was going to say lectern, but clearly they're not giving is it a, a lecture. I have no idea. Oh, his is his is quite high up. I mean, he has yeah, to take a little imagine. elevator to get up there. Ah, that's cute. He's tiny. That is really you've got a lot of you've got a lot of picky checks head cannon in there. Well, this is it's all you know. He's real. <laughs> well. Doctor Carter shoes up here with me. <laughs> it's perfect. We're all up here. Well, that's great. Hey, Maureen, should we do an episode? No. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it, Dan. Tell me what's right. going on. Well, Maureen Is it all Johnson, good news? No. But I do want to start with an update to a previous story that we, me and you, tracked like the dogged professionals that we are. A few weeks ago, mere hours before the president spoke at Mount Rushmore, Dojo's girlfriend, Kim Guilfoyle, was confirmed to be positive with COVID-19. And at the time, the White House said that Kim and Dojo would drive back to the East Coast from South Dakota, which, if you were listening, you might recall seemed rather outlandish considering that that would have been many days of driving. Well, Maureen Johnson, an article in Politico came out this week, not about that trip, but instead about what a terrible job Kim is doing fundraising for the president. She is one of the people in charge of large donor fundraising and apparently uh, is doing a terrible job at it, which isn't that surprising considering she's never done it before. But in the Politico article, it actually opens with an anecdote. Now, I think it's worth pointing out that this anecdote never once mentions the actual story of Kim and Dojo's COVID road trip that they put forward uh, bad before movie. now. Very Instead, bad it just acts as if this is the first we've ever heard of this. But this is the opening of this story. Maureen Johnson. News that Kim Guilfoyle contracted the coronavirus had barely surfaced on July 3rd before she hopped on a private flight from Mount Rushmore back to New York with her boyfriend, Donald Trump Jr. Ugh, so, what a sentence. Yeah. Left behind in her wake after President Donald Trump's pre-Independence Day address were more than a half dozen junior campaign staffers whom Guilfoyle oversees as the president's national finance chair. The aides, who'd been in proximity to Guilfoyle, were forced to quarantine in their Rapid City, South Dakota hotel room for <laughs> three days and barred from face-to-face -face contact with colleagues as they pleaded with the campaign to let them home. <laughs> The campaign tried to reassure the staffers, checking in with them and stressing the need to wait a few days to take coronavirus tests. But the aides felt deserted and scared they'd get sick in a city they'd never set foot in before. Maureen Johnson. As I posited back when they first floated this fucking story that they were driving why on earth did they not just say they were flying back i don't know dan i don't know it's such a dumb pointless lie it is remarkably pointless serves nothing and no one it just means nothing <laughs> no. totally illogical 
I mean, the only thing I can think is that that was the explanation for why they couldn't bring any of their staffers home, <laughs> right? Like, oh, sorry, there's only two. We're driving a Ford Festiva back. There's no room for you. Dan, to just a little, a little cherry on top. Uh, right now, Dojo is under temporary suspension on Twitter. He sure is. Yep. That just happened uh, right before. I think it's 12 hours. Something like that. I'm I. I he, yeah. His I, I think he can't name. tweet for 12 hours. Oh. His account is not fully disabled, but uh, he is he's blocked for retweeting a hydrochloroquine, your drug mm. uh, propaganda video. That the president also retweeted in the night, but Twitter almost immediately deleted his tweet, which I'm sure both those things are going to go real well. They just went in and deleted that, just took it away. Mm -hmm. They took it away. If you go into the president's feed now, there is a blank that says it's been removed for violating their terms. Oh, boy. Yeah. Someone's going to be upset. Indeed. But Maureen Johnson. So apparently Kim Guilfoyle, I guess, is better. I don't know. Nobody mentioned that part either. It's all very fucking weird to me. These, uh, these people get sick and get disappeared. Well, I guess or they don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, again, with the question mark around whether Dojo had it or not. I mean, we will never know. But again, I don't think you would throw her into a plane with him unless you were just like, fuck it. Again, fuck it. I still think that Donald is going to to feed his to dojo to the gods of COVID. Just take him. Oh, take the boy. Definitely. definitely. Well, um, the gods of COVID have been having their way with the White House for a bit now. Uh, a cafeteria worker in the office complex next to the West Wing was confirmed positive, so they had to close the cafeterias. A bunch of the White House office workers have been going lunchless all for the last week. Uh, the White House did notify employees about the measures they were taking, but they told them there was no reason for anyone to self-quarantine, which seems incorrect. And then yesterday, Maureen Johnson, Robert O'Brien, the president's national security advisor, this is the guy that took over the job after John Bolton, announced that he was COVID positive as well, making him the highest ranking administration official to be confirmed COVID positive. Dan. Hmm? Also right now, uh, Herman Cain, who contracted COVID at the president's Tulsa rally, is still in the hospital. A month or three weeks now. He's yeah, been in the fucking hospital in Atlanta. They, yeah, it said that he is on oxygen in... Uh, in the hospital, which is not, that's not the direction you want to go if you are elderly and have COVID. No. Is getting to the point where you're on oxygen. That's not a good, it's not a good thing. But aside from that, his status is not really well known. No, not at all. It was just yesterday they said, uh, they said that he was that. But, um, but yes, yeah, so it's not just COVID infections the White House and people associated with the White House that are causing problems for the administration, Maureen, because Stephen Miller, mm. terrible human. He's a bad his man. His grandmother died. 
died on July 4th. The same fucking day of the Rushmore speech. Uh, And her son, so this is Stephen Miller's uncle, told Mother Jones magazine, quote, with the death of my mother, I'm angry and outraged at Stephen Miller directly and the administration he has devoted his energy to supporting because, according to Closer, uh, she died of COVID. Now, I would be pretty angry if I was her son as well. And you would think that the White House would just let that go. Right? You would. Yeah. Instead, White House spokesperson, uh, when asked for comment from Miller, uh, a White House spokesperson responded, quote, this is categorically false and a disgusting use of so-called journalism when the family deserves privacy to mourn the loss of a loved one. His grandmother did not pass away from COVID. She was diagnosed with COVID in March and passed away in July. So that timeline does not add up at all. His grandmother died peacefully in her sleep from old age. I would hope that you would choose not to go down this road. Now, David Glosser supplied Mother Jones, in fact, with the death certificate that reads, the cause of death as respiratory arrest from COVID-19. It's hard to, it's hard to fathom, Dan, just how terrible they are. Just really the worst. Just remarkably the worst. It's sort of bottomless. Yeah. It is. It is. And and I think one of the more frustrating things, it is rare that there seems to be a toll actually taken on them. I mean, you would think that Stephen Miller's grandma would mean something, but apparently nope. it doesn't. But one thing that did mean something, probably the biggest personal toll that the president has taken through the entire COVID time is uh, that this week he had to announce that the Republican National Convention, which was slated to happen in Jacksonville, Florida, was going to be canceled. That was yeah. that was Sticky Checks and his orchestra playing. I liked it. I like it because it's got them ready. They can do sound cues. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like that. Yeah, RNC is canceled. Now, Maureen, you might remember that the RNC was actually supposed to happen in North Carolina, but mm-hmm. the president moved it because the governor there would not allow such a large gathering without safety measures in place. And in fact, the New York Times uh, got uh, the call between him and the governor um, when he moved it. The, they report on that call and they he quoted the president saying, since the day I came down the escalator, I've never had an empty seat and I find the biggest stadiums as his explanation for why he did not want a partially empty arena for his acceptance speech. Now, the elevator that he's referring, or escalator that he's referring to was when he announced that he was running for president, he came down an escalator at Trump Trump Tower. And you might remember, Maureen, it was a thousand years ago, but that crowd was in fact paid extras. I had forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah. I never forget anything. It's like I'm in hell. 
It's like I'm cursed. There was a time in 2016 that you probably don't remember that we thought there was no way in hell he was going to be the nominee. I do remember that. Who did you think we made? We made, oh, the nominee. Yeah, I don't know. Who else was there? Ted Cruz, right? He won Iowa. Marco. Marco Rubio. Um, you know, Marco Rubio actually having a bad day in his feelings tweeted out just moments ago. I don't want to sound negative, but so far 2020 has kind of sucked as he shows a photo of a hurricane barreling toward Florida. Hey, Marco. Great. You yeah. know what? You you could have done a lot to help. Yeah, uh, but you didn't because mostly what you like to do is nothing. And I mean, that seems to be Marco's number one passion is not doing shit about shit and then just tweeting up Bible quotes. He loves it. In lieu of actual action. It's true. You know who is taking action, though, Maureen? Who? Well, the White House trying to turn attention away from the fact that COVID deaths are on the reascent and we've hit... Four million COVID cases just here in the United States and 150,000 fucking dead people. They are trying to turn attention on demonizing protesters and saying that Joe Biden hates the police, which culminated in a press conference this week where Kaylee McEnany. I don't even know that that is her name. McEnany. McEnany. She deserve a name. Yeah. Kaylee McEnany is her last name. I wrote it out phonetically and then I saw it and didn't know that I knew it. Anyway, Kaylee McEnany declared that Paw Patrol had been canceled. Oh, Dexie has feelings about that. Oh, that you just upset her. Dex, no, it's okay. Paw Patrol has not been canceled. Well, as Dexie knows, but apparently the White House doesn't. Kaylee described Paw Patrol as, quote, a cartoon show about cops when Paw Patrol is actually a cartoon show about dogs, Maureen. Oh, look, she's now she's she's running so, around. All right. She's tell like, Dexie, yep. tell Dexie that Paw Patrol's official Twitter account had to tweet out to uh, explain that they had not been canceled. Dex, come here. I'm going to tell you this. Paw Patrol has not been canceled. See, there you go. She's she, good she seems all right now. Yeah. Paw Patrol, Maureen, as somebody without children, you may not be that familiar with Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is fucking terrible. It is an awful show about an island where for some reason the entire city government has relinquished all emergency services to a boy and his talking dogs. So, okay, it's not the one with a baby duck and a baby and a puppy and a... There's one that goes, what? always works teamwork and they rescue other baby animals that's not paw patrol no you might be thinking of the octonauts i think it's super pets maybe oh super pets yeah that's one too the octonauts is um is one where they where they save waterborne animals but yeah uh paw patrol is just terrible just absolutely the worst show it the government i don't understand it like the mayor will be like hey Timmy, I forget what the boy's name is. Like, we need your help. And then he has like an entire tower that has been built for him and his dogs. And all these like fancy amphibious vehicles and like robot packs. 
racks for the dogs to it seems really inefficient honestly it's like a chill island that a lot of things get caught in trees or like accidentally shipped out to sea the paw patrol is the worst let's just leave it at that maureen johnson Mm. it's this week i feel like we hit a sort of news hyperdrive that we haven't seen in a while because not only did all this other shit happen in sports, Major League Baseball is trying to start their season, but four days in the entire Florida Marlins is now quarantining because <laughs> a third of the team has come down with COVID. Sure, why not? And it now might mean that the entire thing is canceled, though I would be slightly surprised. Our namesake, Michael Cohen has mm. been released from prison again back to uh back to home reconnaissance uh, but this time it's because a judge found that his previous remanding back to prison was done because he was writing a book about the president so that seems oh. great yeah not good not great but Maureen Johnson we are in news hyperdrive because there are mysterious seed packets coming from China being sent to random people around the country. Something like 30 states now have reported weird random seeds being delivered to people. If Should you've I gotten a seed, one, let me know. Two, don't plant it. The Pentagon has sort of kind of admitted that maybe aliens are real because it just feels like this is the part of 2020 that we are now in right now. <laughs> we are in the mysterious Chinese seeds and maybe aliens part of 2020. Should I not have eaten those? Probably not. I feel Probably fine. not. Well, that's good. That's good. But Maureen, the Jax big, the big so story... Three the inches, big Dan. story of the week. Three inches. I didn't really ever imagine that he was three inches. Three inches, man. Oh, hey, you know what else is oh, three inches? No. Oh, 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 God. Tell you what? Oh, no. Hi. Oh, God. Amy Carter Shoe. I got I was trying to move us to the next part of this episode, which I promise you, you will want to listen to with rapt attention. But I'm waiting. I know you are. Uh, you know what? I'll just go ahead and start. Maureen All comes right. back, joins us in progress. She can, because Amy Carter Shue, the big story of the week, comes from the Washington Post, who yesterday posed this important question. Title, Ball pits were gross even before the pandemic. Will we ever dive in again? Ah. <sighs> Puppets. Tell me more. Tell me everything. Well, I'm not going to tell you everything because the article is 1,200 words, which is real long. Real long for an article about ball pits. Yeah, is there even that much to say? I could say a lot about it. I'll talk about ball pits all day. Ball pits. I've got a ball pit. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Well, let me just give you... Let me give you, oh no, let me give you a little bit from this article, Maureen Johnson, because it is truly, the Pulitzer Prizes are over for this year, I'll tell you that much. Natalie Perino was feeling some pandemic-related wanderlust and found herself looking through old travel photos when th- something stopped her scrolling finger dead in its tracks. 
It was a shot of her head poking out of a pool of pastel-colored balls. Ugh. The picture was from a 2019 trip to the Color Factory, an immersive Instagrammable attraction in New York City that features rooms full of colorful installations. At that time, it had felt perfectly natural to dive in. But now, quote, I just stopped at that photo and thought, oh, I'll never get in that ball pit again, she says. What once looked like an ocean of color is now a sea of respiratory droplets, unsafe waters, a breeding ground for exterm extermophile bacteria like the darkest crevices of the Mariana Trench. If you're going to overwrite, Maureen, just fucking go for it when you're writing just, about ball pits. Just do it. Don't pair back. Just, just go. Just dive in. More like is say. more. Just more is more. Just balls to the neck. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that has been catastrophic for the ball pit industry, says Jim. Sit on. It's probably sit in, but hey, sit Dan, on seems Dan, better. Yeah. Dan, you want to know something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to know something? My yeah. man. Yeah. His, his ball, his scrot skin is the same as his neck skin. It's all fine and wrinkly. Oh, God. Just as stretchy. Oh, God. That's just a fact. That's a little uh, fact for your podcast. Yeah. That's a little COVID. science fact for you. Okay. Thank you. COVID it's has called, pretty much. Thanks. It's called scro yeah. scrotnik. It's called oh, scrotnik. Boy. Oh, no. Hmm. Just trying to just trying to read some journalism here, Amy Carter Shue. Okay. COVID has pretty much shut our industry down for the moment, Sidon says. If the industry comes back, hopefully we'll be around to see that happen. McDonald's has closed its play places. IKEA's children's play area, Small Land, will, quote, remain closed at this time as an added safety measure, says an IKEA spokeswoman. Quote, we are unable to commit about the future of ball pits at this time. Yeah. Oh no! Then there's a there's a long thing about the growing popularity of ball pits among the Instagram set, and then she says those days are now disappearing over the horizon of our new germophobic era. Yay! The overseers of ball pits have been thinking about what it would take to make people feel safe waiting back in no, the color you. factory. The color factory washes its balls. In a, oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes! Balls in a ball pit washing machine. That's the same with my man. Oof. <laughs> yes, parentheses. Yes, those exist. And when it reopens, there will be additional safety factors. The exhibit will limit capacity and require was would they not limit capacity in their ball pit before? and will require masks and sanitizing before and after people enter the pit. Cleaning normally would happen behind the scenes, but the factory will make the sanitizing process more visible to put people at ease. Yum. We'll also use machines to deploy a disinfectant fog on the balls. That, that's the same with my man. <laughs> Similar to the kind that airlines use to sterilize airplane cabins. And its balls, which are purchased from Sidon's yeah. company, contain an antibacterial agent in the plastic. 
quote, I would contend that in a pre-COVID world, and especially in a post-COVID world, that we have the cleanest balls on the planet. All right. Now, Dan, this is too much even for me. (laughs) Oh, God. Also, Dan, that's not the way I like them. (laughs) You like a little stank on them? Oh, you know it. How did you know? I mean, I know you pretty well at this point, Amy Carter-Shew. I know. I know. Uh, The article goes on to quote a a public health official who sums up his feelings as, quote, I think we'll survive as a civilization without ball pits. And it wraps up, as for the Instagram influencers who popularized ball pits, they might move on to more hygienic ways to recapture their youths. Christine Tran Ferguson, 34, has more than 300,000 followers on her fashion and travel Instagram, and she says she won't be visiting any ball pits when they reopen. She thinks a beautifully designed swing would be a good replacement. Great for pretty Instagram poses and, quote, you can just wipe it down and sanitize it easily. I mean, <laughs> balls, 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 balls. This is my favorite. I like this. <laughs> oh, Maureen Johnson, balls, balls. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm just yelling balls into a microphone. Then. <laughs> yeah. It's almost August. It is almost August. I swear to fucking God it was February three days ago. Dan, that means we are so close to being at the four year mark. It's true. And then imagine that it four we have to go again back to the four years ago and say, look, Trump wins. There's a pandemic. The, the whole United States is in revolt, finally. Uh, aliens are real. And <laughs> at the moment, we're yelling about balls. Yeah. I mean, I do have to say, I've seen a lot of tweets lately of people being like, I thought it would be bad. I didn't think it would be this bad. And I do have to say, when I have seen footage from Portland and Seattle and the other places that the federal government has basically started issuing secret police against protesters and the protesters are armed with essentially things that were in the garage of the landscaping company that I worked at through college. Uh, I, that is exactly as bad as I imagined it was going to get. So yeah. Yeah. Like it actually took a little longer than I thought. Agreed. I think, yeah, we got, you know, we got a long run before we were using, fucking leaf blowers as a as a tactic to not be gassed by the government oh, we're, we're all out here wearing masks yep not my neighbors maureen not my neighbors i walked the dog today mm. and i was a uh, three quarters of the block down from a uh, block over from me and i was like wow that is a lot of screaming children that i hear right now and as I got closer, I was like, wow, there are a lot of cars backed up on this street. And Maureen Johnson, one of my neighbors, was running an illegal summer camp in their yard. 
There were parents backed up, dropping kids off. There was a whole gaggle of moms out front, all unmasked. Sure. sure. Fucking hate these people. Hate them. I hate them. Apparently, hey, you're my neighbor and you're listening. I hate you. <laughs> yesterday, in, uh, or I guess the last couple of days in New Jersey, they broke up a party that had 700 people at it. I saw that and I thought my scale of what a big party is is off by a lot. Yeah, I know. The other Do day, you think I was. That's in one house? Like, what is the yeah. house that holds 700 people? They rented some giant Airbnb place. Oh, my word. I guess they probably get it. Get it. They probably get it a big beach house. Like a really big. They get it one. Like a, get it a get it a they, beach house. I, re, I mean, I remember in college fitting 60 people into a single dorm room one time. And mm-hmm. it was tight, but we did it. So <laughs> I can see how it's possible. Yeah. It's really just a question it's of physics. It's going to look like a party. It's going to look like a party in a movie, like the movie scene of a high school party is what I imagine that it actually looks like. Right. But like Can't Hardly Wait was probably not 700 kids. That was maybe 100. Oh, Can't Hardly Wait is wonderful. It's sort of a throwback. It was like a late 90s or early 2000s throwback to an 80s teen party party movie. A little more sophisticated than those. But, or in uh, Booksmart, they have a good party in Booksmart. In what? Booksmart? I don't know. <gasps> you didn't what? watch Booksmart, Dan? Dude, I unless it was a Marvel movie, I probably haven't seen it because I have children. Dan? Hmm? You absolutely, positively, without question, must watch Booksmart. It is now okay. available like on any streaming, it is the a genuinely funny comedy. I have watched oh. it three times. Oh. A, a, a comedy that I watched three times is a pretty rare thing, but it is two girls who have been very goody two-shoes all throughout high school who figure they have one night to try to like do all of their high school stuff. Um, but it's so much better than that premise. It is surreal. And actually uplifting, like it's actually one of those rare things that it's a really accurate, like emotionally accurate teen comedy that's also um, social. Oh, like man. A, it's actually has like a positive message in it. Um, so no one's like the loser of it. You know, there's no. Yeah. It is, but it's genuinely. Um, and it's also two girls. And it's gross and hilarious and funny and deeply weird. Oh, that's so much, so much weirder than you think it will be. Like you're like you start to watch it, and then all of a sudden you're like, "What the hell is going on?" This movie, Dan. If you want to be like, I want to watch an actual comedy for ninety minutes. Book smart. The team will love it. it. The team will love it. I think the last, uh, the last thing you recommended was what we do in shadows, and that was incredible. So. Yeah, I take your recommendations highly, as I, anyone te- in Sesuvia should. That teenager of yours will laugh his ass off. Willie, all right. Oh, oh, for sure, he'd love it. I tell you what, we have been consuming as a family, not with the five-year-old; he's asleep. But we have been, we have been plowing through Shit's Creek. Man, that is some good shit. 
Everyone loves it. We we sort of watched the first episode and Oscar was like, I don't know. It seems kind of depressing. It it so I will say, I think we are in season five now. I don't know that I've ever seen a comedy, like a half an hour comedy with totally your normal com- comedy tropes of we're going to set up a problem, a wacky problem and, you know, resolve it by the end of the episode. Um, there is so much wonderful character development. You have to get through the first couple of episodes where all of the characters are actually really dislikable like mm-hmm. there's no one that you really feel uh sorry for in those first episodes but man once you get through it and you just sort of it is it is a really wonderful show about family and terribly selfish people that learn to be less selfish it is great wow well you know what i've been meaning because i hear so much about it i've been meaning to give it a try but you got to do book smart it's short all right all right but, I will also Carrie Fisher's daughter, isn't it? And she oh. is a delight. Well, that's she plays, fun. She plays one of the weirdest characters in it, and she is an absolute revelation. She's so good. She's and that's, so fucking funny. And that's been Culture Corner with Maureen and Dan. That's right. Oh, no, that's not culture. No, it says not. who? It's a kind Actually, of culture. Before... It's a kind of oh, culture. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh Amy Carter Shoe, I guess one thing we should comment on before we sign off and you being here is was the reminder that I needed. We are under 100 days to election day. 98 right now. 97 Not that tomorrow. you're counting. Well, it's just that Every day now, Twitter tells you. It does? Ugh. Twitter's like, yeah. how about we make a hell feature? No, it's just people are like, oh. pe- people oh. have really started the countdown. Well, there you go. Everyone be places, everyone. Get that mail-in ballot request in. Because you're going to want to. And then you're going to want to get in early because Trump's fucking with the post office, which let oh. me tell you, Maureen, Makes me real mad. Oh, hey. Because I love the post office. The dog has come up to curl up on the beanbag with me. She loves these. There are big oversized brown corduroy beanbags in here. Which Are they the kind that are the brand name is called Love Sack? Because those are gross. I don't think so. Okay, good. These are just giant. They're giant soft corduroy beanbags. And she is. She's sort of. She's brown. She's brindled. She sort of matches them. And so she is like, I don't know what these things are, but they are fantastic. Like she, they are just like giant dog beds. She's got to just be in doggy heaven. Yesterday, she was at uh, author Holly Black's house running around, laying in the dirt, catching a Frisbee. They put on a bubble machine and she ran around trying to catch bubbles. She has walked in the woods every day. She has, uh, she's played ball. She sleeps on a big oversized beanbag or she hangs out on the back deck and watches birds. And you gotta uh, just stay. Listen to that. She's happy. Yeah. What she got in New York? An elevator ride and some garbage on the ground. And now the two of us are on a giant oversized. She came over to join me on this oversized beanbag. She curled up right next to my shoulder so I can put my head on her right now. Oh, my girl. Just sounds perfect. Mm. It's my good girl. 
Just sounds perfect. Stay, Maureen. Oh, Stay. I put my head on the dog now. Well, while she's cuddling with the dog, I will tell you that Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. It's our Patreon where every Sunday you get a special quarantine episode of Says Who from me and Maureen. We've done a lot of them now, 20 plus every oh. week. Oh, every that's week. 20. We've done twenty. Oh, at least, at least. Damn, we're we're um at four hundred forty-eight episodes of Says Who. Well, I mean, we're at four and a half months of quarantine. Yeah. Dan, you know what? When we leave here, when we leave Massachusetts, oh, we we sort of assume that we will be walking into our apartment in New York City, shutting and locking the door, and then that's it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Until, I don't know, December, January? Mm, probably not then. That's when it's going to be real bad in New York again. Hmm. I don't know. The dog, do, you, do you hear her? She's got an old itch. She's... I do. I do. What are you anyway, patreon.com slash says who five bucks a month gets you a whole nother says who every week. That was just, smart when we did that. When mm-hmm. you said that just was a whole new says who every week. Well, you know, it's been a long quarantine, Maureen. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. He's had a long quarantine. Our logo was designed by Darth. Also a long quarantine. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that's H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, who shares with me the greatest stories there are coming out of that Facebook group of people helping each other out uh, through all of this. You all are amazing people. And in addition to the Facebook If you are not a Facebook person or if you want to connect with some Says Whovians in a Says Whovian listener run capacity, there is a Discord server that they sent me the link for that you can get to at tinyurl.com slash Says Who Discord. That's listener run. And it is apparently pretty great. So good job, everyone. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. People have been leaving reviews, and they are great. Thank you for them, and keep leaving them. It's great. It's great. It's great. You can join us next Wednesday, August 5th. Somehow it's August. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's August. For our next episode. Uh, it says Whovians, so uh, a little behind-the-scenes story here for you. Story time with Dan. Gather around. Uh, Maureen is, is, as she has said, in a cabin, and her internet keeps going out, and we have been recording having to restart, stop and restart, uh, every 10 minutes or so this entire episode. And just as we were finishing, just as I was talking about the listener run discord, she went out for good, has not come back. So from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from what is hopefully a still standing cabin in the woods, 
in Massachusetts. She was Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. It's the end of Ball Pits as we know it. It's the end of Ball Pits as we know it.